Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast, this podcast, this podcast is Intel Enhanced. We are recording, we think. So we're doing this differently because you haven't got access to your computer. So you're, we're zooming through your phone. Well, um, and there's a possibility I, that this might not be working, but I think it is. I um, I want to access information on my computer. Yeah. Um, and I need your help sorting out my iPad so it gets my emails on there. I'll sort that out. No bother. We can do that over um, FaceTime. Because you know what to do. I do know what to do. How are you? I'm very good. It's lovely and sunny very, here, so it's very, very nice. I'm pretty, 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 pretty good. <laughs> um, I've ran this morning, so that was good. That always gives me a little boost. Um, I'm in the middle of... Have you found oh, running, running is really beginning to help you? Because uh, you yes. weren't a massive runner when I... No, I don't want to be thin. I don't want to lose weight. Um, running does all of those things but what I have learned uh, during lockdown is that running does make me feel a lot better about the world and all of that jazz so it's had huge mental health benefits to me not that I'm you know hugely depressed or anything like that but you know it's, it's, well, it's nice. been a tough time for everybody yeah. I think this. and it's nice when you get a little boost and you feel energized it's really interesting that expelling energy would make you feel energized but maybe it's not that strange actually um, well, and I feel like at the end of a run, if I've really, if the, if the force is with me, at the end of it, I want to go and run a marathon. Like you're, yes. like. Yeah. I never feel like that. I'm just glad it's out of the way. But um, <laughs> <laughs> when I do these laps of the lake here in, in St. Albans, when I, it's four laps is 5K. Uh, and on the third lap, I think, I don't need to do the final lap, do I? I, I, won't, I won't bother with the final lap. And then I go, I really should do it. And, and then I do it. And then I think, I wish I wasn't doing this final lap. <laughs> and then I say to myself, just imagine if you did one more, though. And then I go, no way. I'm not doing one more. And then I stop. Um, so I'm going to start with something has arrived here. Like there's a knock at the door. I have a regular leather delivery jacket? guy. No, no, not a leather jacket. I have a regular delivery guy now who always laughs because I'm called Michael Douglas. Anyway, he's lovely. <laughs> he come around, he said, got a parcel for you. And I was like, God damn, like, I haven't ordered anything. And he said, well, it's got your name on it. You know, we had a little argument at the door, you know. I said, well, I didn't order anything. Like, what is this thing? It's massive. Maybe it's in the size of my house. What am I supposed to do with all this? <gasps> what is it? Got your name on it, dude. And I was like, okay. So I've dragged it in the house. I've just opened it literally you now. dragged it into the house. I had to drag it into the house, oh right? Oh, my God. Yeah. Are you ready for this? Yes. One of the boxes. Yes. It's <gasps> got your name on it with love hearts. I and I love decided. hearts. What the hell's going on? Me. Why are people sending me? Who is that? And I'm going to read you something from the person who sent this. Yeah. Just to be clear, I've got a box yeah. it's the same size as your box. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, <clears throat> we've, oh we've, been, we've been sent a presentation, like a, like a marketing presentation by the Stop person it. who centers these two boxes. Yeah. I knew this oh my God. Pay off at some point. So. Oh. In, my God. Yeah, right? I mean, we've got to be filmed so with this. Just to describe, can, can just you, to describe. Take some pictures of what's going on. I don't know if I, oh, I think I can. We've been sent a kind of marketing presentation. Amazing. Uh, and. But uh, I love the flip chart. It's a flip chart. It's like a flip chart thing, right? This is I'm amazing. Going to, read you, to read you some facts. In 1948 was the first what? In 1970. Post-war. First what? 
1953 was the first something and 1964 was the first something. These, Davina McCall, are kitchen gadgets made by Xylus. They have centers. St yeah, yeah. No! Yeah, yeah. yeah they've centers. They, they invented the very first garlic press in 1948, made out of cast iron. Um, the first cast aluminium garlic press was called the Sussie. Um, 1978, the very first salad spinner. Yeah, 1953. They invented the salad spinner. Well, I guess so. That was the first salad spinner. If it was the first, they invented it. But 1964, the yeah. first potato chipper. Look at that. Wow. I want a chipper. I wonder if there's a chipper in these boxes. No, but wait, wait. Yeah. I'm going to take a picture of that because that is amazing. I mean, I'll take a picture oh, of it for, for the end you've got to, You have got to love a brand that goes the extra mile. Uh, absolutely. 1953, I love... the, first, the first household chopper called the Blitzhacker was introduced. Um, oh, I know those choppers. I remember yeah, that. that you, yes, down, I just right? remember that. And then they've, they've given us a lovely message here with all these things oh, about my God. Uh, where it comes from. We love to chop, 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 sizzle and pop. We love the slicing and the grating, the stirring and the blending, the orange oh. flash and the lick of blue flame. And this must be um, the original inventor here, Carl Zyset in Switzerland. It's all now wow. designed in Farnborough. Swiss. Um, but we've got a lovely... Where, where's it? Wait, wait, Michael, where's it designed? Uh, in Farnborough. But it was Farnborough? It it's wasn't. gone from Switzerland yeah, to yeah. Farnborough. Now designed in the UK. In Britain. Yeah. That's what good, we want. So I'm really excited to be delving into these boxes. What are you getting? Well, I don't know. Should we have a quick look? Do you think we've got the same box, you and me? Um, I'm basically going to open your box. And if there's anything in there that I, I think... That's I've nicer. From, no. I probably have that. N no. Let's have a little look. See what so I'm doing the boxes. I'll tell you what it's I do need. A I, Stanley knife. I need a garlic press more than anything. Oh my God, I need a frying pan. They've sent us pans. No, no, that's my pan. Get off my pan. No. Get off my pan. No, no, no. Take I'll your have hands a, off my pan. Pans are here. Oh, 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 they've got a spatula. No. Oh, I love a spatula. I love like, those. I love them. Amazing. So good. Please tell me there's a cheese grater in there. The cheese grater with the circular. It is. It's in here. The cheese grater with the circular thing is here. With the turning oh, handle God, thing. Yes, yes. I'm so the excited. Classic cheese grater. And looks like, oh my God, the garlic press. I need a garlic press. Shut. It's like listen, Christmas. This is too good. Listen, Michael, we should be filming this. This should be on YouTube's. Okay. Maybe this is amazing. And a salad spinner. You've got the salad spinner. Did you see the size of that salad spinner? Yeah, I mean... It's amazing. You, you a, get a lot of salad you get in that. a whole salad in that, whatever that is. Um, um, Zylis, I've got thank you very, very, very much for sending that to us. We reviewed your product because it was great. Yes, um, absolutely. And you didn't need to send us all that stuff, but we're extremely and, grateful. <laughs> but we really are very grateful. I mean, pathetically, pathetically grateful, I would go yeah. as far as to say. Uh, yes, um, thank you uh, very much. And of course, if... Um, Sonos or any of the other companies that we're about to talk about would like to send us <laughs> Tesla. Yeah, Tesla, Jaguar, Land Rover <laughs> would like to send us anything. We'd be delighted with that. Um, great. Well, that's a good start to the show, isn't it? Um, oh, that is so nice. Mm, I'm very excited. I'm going to pack all that. Sonny's going to love this. He loves nothing more like than unboxing stuff. Yeah. So I'm going to say that. Tesla's exactly the same. I think most men never grow out of the idea of unpacking Christmas presents. Um, before, we, before we start, I just wanted to say a uh -huh. quick, um, I mean, she'll probably never hear this, but um, a quick shout out to Sophie Ellis-Bexter because oh, yeah. I don't know if you've ever been on her Instagram page, but no. she is, um, she's so lovely uh, and she's a real talent as well. And she um, she hasn't been sort of, enormously famous um you know hits wise like no number ones or anything recently yeah. but she's always sort of been in the public psyche i think she's always kind of been bubbling around and she's on instagram as sophie ellis bexter um and uh during lockdown if you go onto her instagram page you will see a lot of sort of what looks like discos and party lights and mm. um 
sort of sparkles and sequins and things like that. And that's because um, she used to do little gigs from her front room. And they were really happy, joyous events. Right. And I had written down on this piece of paper here, Sophie Ellis Baxter in my book of things to discuss on the podcast, because I thought, oh, I must talk about her discos. And then she had an accident. Yes. She um, she, yeah, she had a terrible accident on her bicycle and was in a really very bad way. Um, and so I sort of thought, oh, I'll postpone it. But anyway, I just wanted to say a big hug going out to Sophie Ellis Baxter. We hope you get well soon. And we've loved your um, discos. It is worth going back and watching these little gigs that she does. Her They're kids her are in it. It's, yeah. It is anarchy at her house. You know what it's like with toddlers, right? You remember yeah. how crazy it is, the noise. Imagine doing a gig and your husband's filming, you know, because is she married to someone from The Feeling? Yes, she's married to the bass player or something like that from The Feeling or maybe the guitarist. Mm. Or who knows? Um, so so that it's like a, a very musical family and um, mm. that he does the filming and her kids are everywhere, all dressed in sequins, all running around. It's just brilliant. It's lovely. Uh, there's a f like a, a, a mini musical music festival here in St. Albans called the Meraki Festival. Uh, in oh, the yes. Yes. And uh, it's really good. There? Uh, no, I think we probably would have liked to. But last time I, I was there, Tony Hadley headlined Saturday <gasps> night, you know. Wow. It was really funny, you know, because he does all that. Um, he does his Spandau Ballet set and a few other things. And he then he still does... sounds really good. He's, He's got, got a great an amazing voice. voice. But, um, and then he, he essentially does things like The Killers, Mr. Brightside and all that. But seeing a kind of man in his mid-50s who's, you know, rotund, shall we say, singing a, an indie rock classic from the noughties was the highlight of the night, really. It was, uh, it was brilliant. But um, Sophie Alex Be Baxter, uh, Baxter, um, Baxter? Baxter. Bexter. Um, she uh, played there, not last year, but the year before, and it was brilliant. And she was full head-to-toe sequins. But the sun was acting like a mirror ball, like, so the, like beams of light were coming out of her body. You know, I was like, Jesus Christ. Um, but she was great, and the crowd loved her. That's like, her, that's like her, what her concerts are like. Yes. I think she's got four kids. Bloody hell. Well, so it really is chaos in her house. It's in so great lovely. Shape for that. Um, yes, very good. I quickly want to talk about um, a podcast that I came across whilst I was trying to think about things to review for people. So, Reese Parkinson um, is a Radio One Extra um, host. So, basically, he um, was a jobbing radio presenter. He worked very, very hard. He sort of um, lived off next to nothing to kind of make his way in radio always said yes to any job he could get. And he started at Represent Radio, and then he covered lots of sort of one extra shows. And then he got um, a show called The One Extra Talk Show, which is on a Sunday night, and it's between nine and 10, and that is his program. And um, I sort of went a bit deeper into him as a person. And just remind me of his and name again, I'm just gonna jot it down. He's called Reese Parkinson. And he said, there were times I thought about giving up, mostly because of financial reasons. You have to do part-time work, otherwise you miss out on big interviews with celebrity guests and critical opportunities that come up. In this industry, you could get a call to present something two hours before filming. Yeah. And so that's hard to make that work. And lots of managers, uh, especially when I was working retail, because lots of the managers just don't get it. And that is the thing, right? We were talking about it earlier. It is very, very hard if you want to be um, in any kind of media or acting to find a job that can pay you enough to keep your head above water, but at the same time, give you the freedom to go to auditions or record. But he said this, the alchemist explains through the character how life is always throwing us challenges, therefore making you scared or nervous to do something, almost testing how badly you want this dream of yours. So in turn, you need courage. Anyone I speak to, who isn't doing what they really want to be doing is usually in that predicament because they've let fear eat them up. Mm -hmm. That's very good. I love that. Yeah. Because, you know, there's that saying, feel the fear and do it anyway. But it's mm. very easy to say that, but it's, it's hard to do it. It is. And I think there's a conflict uh, somewhere going on is that we've had an experience in our lives at some point where, 
you think I probably shouldn't do this. And then you mm. go, I'll oh, go on, I'll do it anyway. And then the whole thing backfires on you, like, and a disaster occurs. And you think, I knew I shouldn't have done that. There was something inside me yeah. telling me not to do it. And that's what holds you back. So you think, oh, next time I must listen to myself. And that same voice is the person that's talking about doing things that are potentially good for you as well. And it's finding the balance between when you're listening to your own internal dialogue is what things should I do or what things shouldn't I do? when the internal voice is telling me not to do all of these things, you know, because some of them are good for it and but some I, of them are bad. It's hard to, to, to work it out, I think. I also feel like a, an enormous part of life is figuring out who you are. And you can't do that unless you fuck up, right? Yeah, but like when I was trying to be a singer, I had no idea who I was. Mm -hmm. So my voice was jazz. Yeah. But my heart was clubbing. Mm -hmm. And I ended up singing rock music when I made my demo. <laughs> it, it, I just didn't know who I was. And I think as well... With, I mean, unless you're an actor, but if you are a media person, you've then also got to find out what your fortes are. What are you good at? Yeah. It's a bit like you. I mean, you could do anything anyone asked you to. Mm -hmm. You could present a radio show, you could present television, you could be a comedian. Yeah, you but could, I'm, I'm you, none of those things, right? But, but you could. Yes. That's, but, that, and that's a problem, I think, sometimes, because you've got too many choices. Yes, I, I totally agree with this. I think this is a, it's a fascinating idea, this, is that you could be anything, but you're nothing. And until mm. you decide to be something, which means you have to let go of a whole bunch of other stuff to become the thing, and then, you, you know, you try and do that to, I guess, the best of your ability. And if you, if you become a success at that one thing, then the world opens back up to you in a in a kind of positive way but mm. if you if you don't make it a choice to be one thing over another you don't become anything mm. and um mm. especially when you hit 47 and you've still not worked that out <laughs> the idea is you should work that out at about 25 right i mean i think the other thing is that it's about opportunities and opportunities because we've talked about finding a gap in the market mm -hmm. and filling that gap um and finding so i think it's quite clever he does this talk show on radio on extra nobody else is doing that on radio on extra okay he, like everybody's doing the same thing they're all mm. djs they all play the same kind of music radio on extra's got a playlist that they have to play to but he's found a niche where he stands out from everybody else he's the guy that does the chat so yes. if there's a heavy chat to be had um, so the, the podcast that I'm talking about is, um, well, it's just called the, the one extra talks show. The one extra talks show. Great. Yeah. And I, I found it on, um, on iTunes. So I think you can find it in all the regular okay. places, but you can also find it on BBC sounds. Um, or if you just look that up on YouTube, mm. you can find them. Um, obviously they're free and he does, um, so many great talks it's all about, um, obviously, um, people of color and mm -hmm. issues that they struggle okay, with. Or, yeah. but, 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 but done in a really interesting, thought-provoking way where we will all learn something from it. Yes. Um, so there's one um, that he did on the 22nd of May called Mental Health Awareness Week. So he would have, there was an influencer on there called Queen Mojo and a um, Caribbean restaurant uh, restauranteur Maureen Wilkes. Representation on screen was the one that I started um, listening to, which was really interesting at talking to um, actors who um, have suffered um, enormous problems uh, due to the colour of their skin and trying to get, um, get on television in some way and been discriminated against. And what it feels like to... I mean, I've talked about this before when... Um, and I'm not sure if I've talked about it on the podcast, but my friend Faye and I, we went to an influencers event and, and we were doing something and we looked out and I said, oh, there's not one person of colour in this group of people. And it wasn't, uh, it wasn't on purpose. Yeah, yeah. It was that somebody hadn't thought about it. But I thought, 
And I thought, Faye is the only person of colour in this room. I said, what is that like? She said, it happens all the time. Mm. I said, does it? And since then, I've really kind of always thought, like, I must talk more and be more inclusive um, because it, it yeah. needs to be done. But anyway, other things they've talked about is generation rent, social housing and Grenfell, um, uh, which is really interesting. Dating different cultures. Mm-hmm. Really interesting. Um, one extra talks visits the sex clinic. Um, no rights to remain um, about um, stories of undocumented migrants living in limbo in the UK oh, wow. in the immigration system. This is radio um, prison. Wow. Yeah. Great. Prison and, prison and death row. Uh, he's joined by death row, row lawyer Brian Stevenson. Wow. Um, who's the subject of the film Just Mercy. Oh, yes, um, I which, remember which I really, really, really want to watch yeah. with the kids. So it, Life as a Black Footballer, Jermaine Pennant um, talks about playing with uh, an ankle tag and life in the Premier League. Um, <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, I an thought, ankle I thought, tag thought, on. I think he's a professional footballer. Um, well, I think he possibly had the ankle tag early on in his career. Okay. He lost the ankle tag. <laughs> we know where he but, is. He's, he's on the pitch at the moment. But, but you know about how like you can be a ruffian and how you can come through. It's a very, it's oh, yeah. a very, very positive place. But it's, it's, I can't recommend him high enough. I like the way that he speaks. I like his message. Um, Great. And he's very interesting and clever. Yeah. And how old is he, do you reckon? Um, I would say 20s. 20s, okay. Late I mean, 20s. It's I interesting. Say. You know, I mean, obviously I know lots of... Uh, of people around my age, you know, I guess around 50s, and we're, we're having regular discussions about the difference in how we see the world and how someone who's 24 sees the world. Um, mm. And it's very, very interesting, um, certainly when you think, looking at things like race and gender and stuff like that, how young people see it and how older people see it. And how there's a disregard, I think, for um, older people's views. They seem um, to have less relevance i think yes which may well be the case because that's what progression is presumably is that younger people have these ideas and thoughts that are built on some other things but they've been moved forward and um but it's really interesting and that's why i was asking how old he was because i know he's 25 25 and radio one extra is largely for a young audience so it would be very interesting Mm. probably to dip my toe back into that because i am but he's 25 and he feels older and wiser than that okay because i am in a wormhole of middle-aged men lecturing on youtube and i mean lecturing in a traditional sense like i listen to lots mm. of um, psychology lectures and i listen to i'm doing those oxford union addresses at the moment on youtube so i'm just about to listen to morgan freeman's about to do his oxford union it's five years old but you know he must be what 75 or something like that mm. you know you think oh i should probably listen to some younger people really to see what's going on in the world and it's them. really um what i think it does is it gives you great hope Good. Um, and positivity about the future, that there are lots of really great people out there, yeah. young people coming up through the ranks who mm-hmm. um, can have use the media yes. um, in a really positive way. In a force way. for good, yeah. I stumbled yeah. across yeah. This, um, this interesting thing on YouTube uh, this morning when I was just kind of rifling through, you know, YouTube suggests things to you, but it's a, a, a short interview with Denzel Washington. You've met Denzel Washington, of course. Oh, have I already told my story? Yeah, it's too hard to remember. We're episode 23, you know, we've done 23 hours of this. But um, he's been. I mean, oh, Denzel Washington's the nicest yes. film star, apart from possibly George Clooney and Keanu Reeves, that I've ever met. He was so kind to me and I was so nervous. Mm-hmm. And he offered to restart the interview because I was that nervous. He said, Are you nervous? And I went, Yes. And he went, Let's stick our heads out the window, scream come back in and restart and we did and i wanted to lick his face that nice mm. <laughs> very good i didn't know I-, I would lick his face as as well i mean i mean so nice and huge star i'm an idiot i'm yeah. in a car and it's a regional tv program that no one's gonna watch uh-huh. it's so nice to me mm. oh well good it's, it's yeah seems like a forceful good and i've seen a lot of these interviews where he talks it's also a bit like Will Smith, where they just seem to have a handle on 
their opinion of, of things and they know when they're being baited or not. And he's being slightly baited by this interview here. So it's called, it's only one minute 13. It's called Denzel Washington on the Black Lives Matter movement. And the guy's trying to kind of slightly bait him into, to, into a discussion about it. But Denzel's probably not there to do that. And he's thinking, hang on a second. You've got to be careful with some journalists because they're looking for a hook. Uh, yeah. They've got a story. Um, but he's talking about, uh, you know, could Barack Obama do more, uh, you know, to, to, to unite I mean, are you America? Me? Yeah, I know. Uh. And Denzel just says, he said, you can't legislate for love. Like it's nothing to do. The, the government aren't going to make people love each other. Only mm. we can do that. And it's just like, what God. an answer. I mean, it's so good, you know. He's magnificent. Um, yeah, he really, really is. And he basically just says, look, it's, it's down to us. It's down to us to like each other and find a way to get along. You're like, that's it, you know. And I said what, on my Instagram the other day, because I posted something and I got quite a bit of hate uh, from the yeah. far righties. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, not that much, you know, in comparison to the positivity, but... I just said, um, hate breeds hate. Yes, I saw that. It's very good. And, um, you know, hate from one side breeds hate from the other side. And yep. all of that is wrong. Love, love, um, love. Yes. They call it a positive reinforcement loop, I think, isn't it? Where it just perpetuates yes. from one to the other. And weirdly, I listened to something this morning where the guy said, well, look at the First World War. You know, one fairly insignificant um, person yes. gets killed from an insignificant royal family yes. in an insignificant country. And within 38 days, the world's at war. And that is hate this way, hate that way. And mm. every time it swings, it gets bigger, bigger, bigger until the whole world's at war. So mm. um, it's really fascinating. But um, the, re the reviews on this little uh, Denzel Washington thing are really good as well. There's one that says... Go on, tell me. Um, somebody that says, if you don't follow the news, you're uninformed. And if you do follow the news, you're misinformed. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a quote Denzel Washington had once said, you know. And uh, it was just another one saying Denzel refusing to take the bait. Um, but yeah, it's just interesting how he's studying the guy and then thinks, I'm not going to get pulled into this, you know. And then he mm. says this wonderful statement. So I really, I really like it. Um, His son's amazing too. Can't wait to see that film. Wow, the Tenet film. That looks outrageous, doesn't it? So I'm going to talk about something. That Tell me. I'm trying to think who introduced me to it. I think you introduced me to Sonos or Sonos. Do we know what yeah. the pronunciation is? Sonos. Sonos. Um, so I have been obviously music mad for years. You know, I'm in a band. I love listening to music. I, I used to have a Bang & Olsen stereo, you know, when I was a kid that somebody had donated to me. You know, like I love speakers and wires and hi-fis and all sorts of stuff. I've got a storeroom full Which of... Which makes you extremely handy. Uh, yeah, I'm very handy. I know how, you know, this technology gets wired together and how it works and all the rest of it. Mm. I've been quite fascinated with it for years. The big problem really is obviously when iTunes and Spotify came along, you were just given a kind of endless string of Bluetooth speakers to buy. It all roughly did the same thing. You know, you pressed the button, it flashed, you connected to the Bluetooth and you played your music to it. Some sounded better than others, but there was no real innovation. It was just no. like... You know, Bose brought stuff out that you could get wet so you could listen to it in, in the rain or in a swimming pool or whatever. But essentially, it was the same thing. And one of the big problems with Bluetooth speakers, as soon as a, somebody makes a phone call, you know, music has to stop. The phone call yes. ends up going through the Bluetooth speaker. That's so true. There's so many comedy dramas I've seen where somebody decides to watch some porn on their phone only to find out. Oh, my God, so bad. Yeah, so bad. In their mum's room upstairs and bingo. Oh, know. God. Um, so... Bluetooth speakers just frustrated me a bit. And of course, it was difficult to connect two Bluetooth speakers and then sync up the music. If you could do that, mm. you'd find that one of them with a millisecond out and you'd get an echo sound or something like that. So it was, it's always really difficult to find a system. Now, Sonos had been around for quite a long time, it actually came out in about 2002 um, with these four guys who were trying to come up with some new technology. I think they were. Where are they from? From Santa Barbara, I believe. Oh, um, and they were on the cusp of that kind of technological revolution. The internet had come about. But in 2002, I wrote this funny statistic down. There, were, there was only 16% of America had access to the internet, and that was dial-up. What? Yeah, sorry, not 16%, 16 million households, which I think is probably less than 16%. Wow. So it wasn't big. There was no music streaming services. I think Napster was on the rise at that point and LimeWire oh. and things like that. But 
you know, not everybody had access to that. And you had no way of filtering that through to your stereo system at home and playing music. Stereo. Yeah, yeah. So you could listen to it on your PC tower or maybe you had a chunky yeah your pc tower <laughs> oh my god yes so they were they were largely predicting i guess what might happen with music but they wanted some kind of wireless system i mean i i don't know what you're like about wires but i hate wires like the idea mm. is that i would channel if i moved into a rental i'd get a channel mm. drill and a channel out the walls and plaster all the wires into the walls to get rid of them you know mm like anything to get rid of the wires under the floorboards, mm. in the skirting boards, you know, to try and, and so their idea was to try and kind of get rid of all of that. And then there was God, when you come down to this rental, you're going to have an anxiety attack. All the wires. I've just got literally plug boards everywhere. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how far we are away from just wireless electricity. Um, I mean, probably not that But far, How but. good is that for our bodies? I just keep thinking about all of this. It's a podcast that we've got it. We've yet to make. Okay. Yeah. Um, because I don't really know, but uh, presumably, whatever you're electrifying is going to have to be very close to the source of electricity. So I don't. Yes, because be... um, did you know that I heard from the man that has lent me the life mat, which at some point I will talk about, that your mobile phone gives off worst worst emissions for your brain. Uh, your your portable home phone. Yes. Oh, yes. Is worse for you than your mobile phone. Yeah. Well, because the further away it is from the base, the, the harder it's the, working. The radio waves are. Mm. Um, yeah. Well, it'd be interesting. We should do a podcast on that because you've got that life mat thing that you want to mm. try out, and I, I, it would be good to do some research on this uh, radio. But I need the man yes. who makes the life mat. We'll get him to on come. To and talk okay about why the life mat is good because it's so complex mm. it was an hour's conversation on the telephone and i did write most of it down yeah but i just feel like if i was to regurgitate it yes um, it might, might come out a bit higgledy piggledy right but i do wonder all of these radio waves sat I don't know, like what well, you would call it, yeah, they are. Electro, an electromagnetic field. Yeah, there are radio waves, but they've been around for a very, very long time. You think about the wireless, mm. how long the wireless has been around. And it's, it's mm. the same idea that, that those radio waves... But we are inundated with it everywhere. I mean, oh. right now, I've got my, I'm plugged into my phone. I've got a computer in front of me. I've got an iPad in front of me. Yes. I'm surrounded. I think we'd know by now. True. You know, I mean, I, it's I been around for a long time, hasn't it? It's been around for a very, very long time. And I believe there's two mm. types of uh, radiation that's emitted from radio waves, which is ionizing and non-ionizing. And I believe, I could be wrong about this, but the non-ionizing radiation doesn't cause any disruption to cells in, in your body. So it, can't, it doesn't cause cancer and can't cause cancer. Ionizing radiation does, on the other hand, but that isn't what's coming out of Wi-Fi signals and 5G and all of that stuff. That was information I got off the BBC website, by the way. Uh, it was an article that was written there. Um, but it's worth he says looking into that. That Wi-Fi can cause damage. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Damage to your DNA. Yeah, well, certainly the article that I read disputed that and said ionizing radiation can, but non-ionizing uh, radiation can't. Now, non-ionizing radiation, I believe, is in microwaves 
and that does damage your cells, obviously, but that does it through... You're not in the microwave. You're not in the microwave, and that does it through creating friction between the molecules in the cells. So it's, it's create, the, the, the heat's derived from making friction, not through direct radiation. But anyway, mm. it'd be worth um, people maybe having a little read through that, and we could delve a bit deeper into that. Mm. I can't quite remember how we've ended up here, but um, oh, it was Sonos. Uh, Sonos. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was just Wi-Fi and stuff like that, wasn't it? So they were quite, they had the foresight to see that the world was evolving and they were going to try and make mm -hmm. this thing. Now, one of the big questions that they faced was, do we make a central speaker that the music is housed in? And yeah. And it sends the music out to all the other speakers. Yeah. Which is largely what we have with Bluetooth. So the music's on your mm -hmm. iPad or your, or your computer and then it's, you send it to a speaker. Um, what they decided to do is not do that and make all the speakers independent house the music so that's what's different about sonos because a lot of people have asked me and said why have you got sonos in your house what's different about it the thing about it is that within the sonos speaker is a computer itself that connects to spotify or itunes or you know amazon music or whatever and it, it works independently of the other speakers or it can work in conjunction with all other speakers so if you've got three Sonos speakers, like one in the kitchen, one in the dining room, one in the living room, what you can do is play music throughout all those three speakers through the ground floor of your house. Or you can isolate mm. it and just play it in the kitchen and the living room. And then somebody else with a Sonos account could play separate music in the, in the dining room. Yeah, which I need to talk to you about. Yes, okay. So now you might think, oh God, you know, like it's not that big a deal, but it kind of weirdly is quite a big deal. If you've got four or five people in your house and a, a music system. It's a really big deal. It makes a massive difference. The other thing massive. that makes a massive difference is that what, once you've sent the signal to the, the, to the Sonos device to play the music, your phone becomes independent to you again. So it, the, the music isn't streaming from your phone. The Sonos has now taken over control of that music and is playing it itself independently. So you can take a phone call. You can leave the house and go shopping and come back. And that's amazing. And the music's still playing. Yeah, I mean, still it's, playing. it's a big deal. It means that your phone isn't bound. The music isn't bound to your phone. So obviously you have an app, a Sonos app that you set up on the phone, and then it applies all the speakers. The other thing that it does, which I think is very good, is that if you sit in a chair and you can do this thing called like true sound and you can press a button and Sonos will send out a signal to where you are with your phone. And it'll say, well, if you sit there, the speaker will then tune itself to play. <gasps> I did not control. know this. Yeah. It's called true sound, I think. So, and then you can go and sit in two and three places and set the speaker up. So if you put it in the corner of the kitchen, it'll amplify itself sufficiently to make sure and it does that by your phone then reading the signal as, it, as the sound signal. Oh my God, that is really yeah. clever. It's really good. And on top of that, Sonos have now started to do outdoor speakers. You've seen these, they're wireless outdoor speakers. I haven't seen them. So these are going to be great, by the way. So they sit on a charging base, but then you can pick them up and take them around the garden, two or three of them. And they work for however many hours they work for, but they don't need a plug. You can just carry them around. The TV sound bars are off. I was just going to say, I think that that's for me is the biggest innovation because previously to that, um, in the in the noughties, yes. you would have um, surround sound with four speakers, yeah. a, a bass um, subwoofer. <laughs> subwoofer, yeah. Um, you two know, speakers in the rear. Like yeah. Two speakers in the rear. I, I had that system and, you know, it sounded amazing, but it was very expensive. And, um, and the wires, really, the wires. and the wires are everywhere. So seven sets of wires. Now we've got a mini sandbar um, underneath the yeah, the yeah down underneath the television. Oh my god, it's a game changer! You think how much sound? How much can it amplify? It's not that big. It's very small. Yeah. You can't, you know, you wouldn't really notice it. Mm. It's amazing the yeah. sound that comes out of there. Oh, I, I totally Although, agree. Apparently, there's a big one that's uh, coming out. I'm, it's, soon. Just, it's just come out. I'm going to talk about seven hundred and ninety-nine something pounds. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I'm going to talk about that now because I was. Just they think the yeah. price is going to go down on that. Oh, do they? Um, mm. What I would say is that Sonos is not dead cheap. It's about two hundred pounds for a Sonos uh, One. Mm. I think it's called mm. the little square speaker. I've got one in the kitchen, one in my bedroom, and I've got a soundbar uh, um, in the TV room. Now, I'd buy mm. mine secondhand largely from that sh that shop Kex. Kex. so sex yeah the, the the shop's called the computer exchange or cex which is obviously a play on the idea that it's called sex but 
because my kids were very young when we discovered it, we always call it kex. Um, <laughs> so the idea is that you can sell stuff there. So you take, let's say you take an old iPhone to kex and they say, well, we'll give you 150 pounds of kex vouchers or we'll give you 100 pounds in cash. So I always say to the kids, you sell that, I'll give you the 150 quid in cash and I'll take the voucher. So I've got mm -hmm. lots of Kex vouchers basically lying around. And, you know, you can buy things at Kex, you know, I'd say 20, 30 percent cheaper than you can on the high street. And most of the stuff's brand new there. If you know what to look for, you know, it might have been used for a month or two and then somebody's gone and sold it. So I bought a lot of mine from there. So I'm buying the, the Sonos One uh, speakers for about 110 from Kex or something like that. So they're quite a bit cheaper because they're normally 199. Um, what I would say about the Sonos ones is they've got a built-in voice control that you can add. It can either be Amazon Alexa, it can be Google Home, or it can be Siri, I think. It's up to you. You can just assign it to be one of those things. It works brilliantly well, just like Amazon Alexa does. It's no, hopefully it's not going to turn itself on now. <laughs> um, so there's two of these speakers, one called the, uh, the, the Sonos One, and then there's the Sonos One SL. I think the one is the one that's voice activated and the one SL is the one that's not voice activated. So there's, a, there's about 30, 40 pounds price difference in those. Sound is fantastic out of them. For the TV, mm. they've got something called the Arc, which is the thing that you've just mentioned now. So this is the one that's 799. But I mean, I bet that's it's really expensive. Fantastic, though, you know. But um, I think often with the new tech, a bit like with a phone, an Apple phone or something. Yes. After a year or two, it, it sort of goes down a little bit in price because that is quite... Yes. That's a humdinger of a price. It is. So there's a few older models you could probably get secondhand. There's a, there's a Sonos 5 power bar or something like that. It's probably about £500, which is also very good. The Sonos Beam is the one we're talking about that I've got and you've got yes. for the living room. So it's a TV soundbar, but you can also play your music through it. It's got Amazon yeah. Alexa in it. It's touch mm -hmm. sensitive, so you can skip tracks, pause, play... Um, I have a record player here and I have con uh, something called um, a Zonos, I think it's called a Zoom or a Zone, I think it's called, which is where you plug in your record player into the zone. There's a preamp in there as well. So once the record's playing, you can then assign the record music uh, to come out of any speakers or all speakers, again, wirelessly. So I don't God, that's that amazing. Can I just ask you yeah. something, Michael? Do you read instruction manuals? Well, do you know what's funny about the modern world is there is there isn't any instruction manuals to most things. So when I bought my Sonos thing, it just says download the app and follow follow the guide. That's all I do, really. There's nothing else to read. Yeah, but you know all the tricks of everything. I didn't know any of that. Ah, okay. Yeah. Well, I just uh, I just experiment with it and play around with it a bit. I guess you know. I do love. Do you go on the YouTube's and look at like? If I'm having, yeah, if I'm having difficulty with something, I just instantly YouTube it and see if somebody's, uh, you know, got saying, oh, if you're having difficulty with this, press this, press that, and do that, mm. bingo, you know. Mm. Um, so uh, anyway, the, the long and short of it all is that this is the best home music system you will buy, in my opinion. There is a lot mm. of other alternative things out there, but it works with Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, works with your own private music collection, It'll work with Amazon Music as well. Uh, it's voice activated. You can also use it from an app. The sound quality is fantastic. You can put it throughout an entire house and mm. those speakers will work independently of each other or collectively together. There is mm. no sound delay. I've never had it buffer on me in my life. You can listen to the radio through it, podcasts through it, virtually anything audio you can listen through it. And the sound is outrageous. It is more expensive than a Bluetooth speaker. So an average, uh, one uh, um, a Sonos one is 199 pounds, but it gives you more than your average completely Bluetooth speaker. Yeah, I wanted to talk it gives about you uh, yeah. there's value added money to that. Yeah, that, that is like that is value added. Yeah, and occasionally, if you go into Curry's or something like that, they might have an X display model that's 130 quid. That's what I'm always, I'm always slightly looking out for. I like a bargain. Um, but um, I think it's it's a future-proof system, is what I would say. Yes, so, yes, and it's always uh, like that. I'm sure they're always developing little extras that you can get for your system to absolutely, enhance yeah. it, or you know, like they've just brought out the outdoor speakers or whatever. Yeah, um, and I, th I think they're doing a trade-in mm -hmm. as well. If you take back some of your old goods, they give you thirty percent off the new um, the new ones. Um, but mm -hmm. I also would highly recommend a, a mini review for Kex. 
If you've got technological stuff that you're just not using, old phones, old speakers, Bluetooth speakers, old cameras, just take them to Kex and get a voucher. Um, it's amazing. They'll take anything. But the other thing about Kex, as long as it's got um, a power cord and it works. Yes, as long as it works, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what I loved about Kex is it really taught Chester about the value of the things that he owned, that if he took care of them, mm. when he didn't want them anymore, if he kept the box, for example, he could take it to Kex and then swap it for something else. So mm. a game that he had or... Um, you know, a FIFA game that he had and he wanted to trade it in. For, he was always trading. We spent every Saturday in Kex for hours because, and he learned the value of money. Like he'd, he'd say, okay, well, if I take this and I take this, I can get that. Or, oh, I've got to save up a bit longer to get um, yeah. this set of headphones or whatever it was that he wanted. It's a really good place for little kids to learn about money i totally totally agree with that joel will often uh, he'll say i really want this and i'll say well what have you got to sell and he'll bring a pile of stuff mm. down we take it to mm. kex he get he trades it in so you, you're right they learn how to kind of wheel and deal and bargain a little bit the value mm. of money the value of things it's a really great little uh, little avenue you know and and then there's the interaction you know with the store the confidence building of going in there and saying i'd like to sell yeah. i'd like to buy that please i mean yeah seeing joel do that when he was 11 10 11 years old was just yeah. fantastic you know you just learn mm. so much about the interaction of the business you know so there you go there's my review on sonos i'm very quickly going to talk about a book um by a woman called anne youngson and i'm always looking for books that are a slightly lighter read. I yep. get a bit depressed when I see a very weighty tone, um, like Les Miserables, yeah. or something like that, which is just, you know, enormous. You know, it's going to take forever, especially if you are actually going to physically read it. I don't mind if I'm listening to it as an audiobook, then it's fine because I can consume a lot of it. But if I'm actually going to read a hardback book, which I quite often do when I'm on holiday. Yes. I don't want it to be too terrifying. Now, this book was sent to me by um, Jules Swain, who yeah. is the paramedic that I went out with for 12 hours on A&E Live. And we did, um, I mean, I cried a lot with, with her. Um, we had a very... Um, big experience. I don't want to kind of blow his anonymity. I feel like we sh I should keep him private. But anyway, it was it was an intense journey we shared together, and we sort of bonded for life. And over those three days, I became rather good friends with her, and I've stayed good friends with her ever since. Anyway, oh, this great. woman, Jules Swain, is worth. I think she's called Jules Bubble on Instagram, and uh, not on Instagram on Twitter. And she is a bookworm. So she's a paramedic. Um, and a bookworm. She's called Jules Buddle. Okay. So it's J-U-L-E-S-B-U-D-D-L-E. -E. And she's worth following because she does so many fantastic book reviews and recommendations, and they are always winners. She really knows her stuff. And bearing in mind she's a paramedic, she's got 8,672 followers because of her book recommendations. Okay. People wow. who love Wow. Yeah, no, it's yeah, great, it's right? Great. Yeah. Great. So you remember her, don't you? I do. I remember her well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was, um, mm. she was fantastic. Had an amazing positive energy around her. Um, so she sent me or gave me this book um, by Anne Youngson. And um, Anne Youngson is it's a lovely story. She's a lady. She went to Oxford Brooks in later life and wrote this book in her 70s. Wow. And um, it's funny because women after the menopause often will start a business or become an author or it's like you are freed to really look at who you are what you want to do without the burden of rearing children um, and being responsible for your family you suddenly think well i can go and be responsible for myself another lady who did that was mary wesley she started writing much later in life. She wrote this great book called The Vacillations of Poppy Caroon. Lots of her books were made into um, BBC dramas. But Anne Youngson's from, um, lives in Oxfordshire, and she kind of had a second wind in her 70s. Mm -hmm. um, but her first book was called, 
wait for it. British Leyland Motor Corporation, 1968 to 2005. The story from the inside. You are kidding me. I am not kidding you. So she's written three books in her life, uh, in her later life. <laughs> and her first one was called that. I'm gonna buy, it's Father's Day, right? I'm going to buy it for my dad for Father's Day. Oh, my God. Just for, for, for people to know, my dad worked at British Leyland. And I and lived in Leyland. It's the story, basically, of how could a company yeah. that had such iconic, amazing... I mean, Jaguar, was it Jaguar? Yeah, Range Jaguar Rover, Land Rover. Land yeah. Rover. Yeah. Um, iconic British brands. Mm. Ha ha what happened? What went wrong? Where, oh, did well. Where did it all <laughs> how, finish? How long have you got? <laughs> Badly. Well, these th the three authors of that book, and she's one of them, were, wow. I think she must have worked there. That's amazing. Maybe my dad knows her. He might know her. Um, so, this book, and I, I thought, oh, meet me at the museum. Uh, a, a beautiful, yeah. affecting novel of late love. I thought, oh, like, sounds, sounds quite nice, but sounds quite soft. And previously I had been into, you know, th real thrillers, Mo Hader. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you know, terrible bloody gory books. So the uh, gubbins on the inside of the book says, um, sometimes it takes a stranger to know who you really are. When Tina Hopgood writes a letter of regret to a man she's never met, she doesn't expect a reply. So she writes a letter to a, a museum curator um, about a piece of work um, and it's in a different country. I mean, they're, they're writing to each other. They're yeah. like pen pals. And when Anders Larsen, a lonely museum curator, answers it, neither does he. They're both searching for something. They just don't know it yet. Anders lost his wife along with his hopes and dreams for the future. Tina's trapped in a life she doesn't remember choosing. Slowly, their correspondence blossoms as they bear their souls to each other with stories of joy, anguish, and discovery. But then Tina's letters suddenly cease and Anders is thrown into despair. Can their unexpected friendship survive? It's, I mean, I cried and cried and cried. And it was a book that I read when I was on, I was on holiday and I kept having to put it down and go, oh my God, oh my God. I mean, I don't yeah. remember doing that in Mo Hader books. You okay, know, yeah, I was yeah. like, oh. <laughs> I mean, it should be made. It reminded me a bit of Bridges of Madison County, that kind of yes. really heart-wrenching, amazing storytelling. She is absolutely brilliant. And it's love blossoming yeah. from friendship and a shy conversation that turns into something so beautiful. Oh, it's, yeah. it, it really is extraordinary. So I can't recommend it high enough. It's sort of a tenner for the hardback copy. Oh, that's all right, isn't I'd it? Really, I'd really recommend getting the hardback copy. Yeah, good. Yeah, Hardback's so nice, isn't it, to, to yeah. feel. And it's, I mean, you can see here. Oh, yeah, it's not, it's, uh, it's not too it's intimidating. Not too, it's not too intimidating. And, you know, when you open it, it's all done via letter. Uh, so, oh, nice. Um, and they write everything to each other and it gives you a little and they they're incredibly descriptive to each other mm -hmm. and tell each other all the little idiosyncrasies or descriptions of their daily life it's so sweet <laughs> it's really nice i want to i want to read it again it is i, I mean again. one of the reasons i don't read as much as i should is that when i read a great book and then it finishes I know the next oh, thing I read is going to be terrible. I know. And then I just literally have to let go of reading for a while and because everything else is just disappointing. Uh, I had this problem with, when I read The Kite Runner, which was one of my favourites, and I just couldn't find anything to kind of come close to it. And I read, you know, A Thousand Splendid Sons, which was the kind of follow-up to that, but just lacked the same kind of, mm. I don't know what it was. It didn't tie me in in the same way. And then I just literally had to not read anything for ages until I got so bored I could then read again. You know, it's, it's very mm. funny. When you come to the end of a good book, it's quite a depressing feeling, isn't it? 
it's really depressing. And that is why book clubs and, and recommendations, people like Jules Buddle, mm-hmm. are so important because, you know, you think, well, if she likes it, it must be good. Yes. Um, I've discovered a new breakfast this week. Oh, uh, good. I, I didn't I know this, you were going to yeah. talk about I, I, Oh, I, have you? Yeah, I mean, I, I, breakfast is the hardest meal of the day for me. I generally wake mm. up and feel a bit sick most mornings. Mm. And then it takes me half an hour or so to kind of, you know, have a cup of tea, you know, and settle down and then decide to eat something. I can't just get up and eat. You know, like some people just get up hungry yes. and start shoveling food in. I, yeah, I have to give myself me. a time for my stomach to just kind of go, okay, we're going to eat in a minute, you know. And then it's a case of, well, what am I going to eat? You know, I don't really kind of anything too milky. I'm not big on milk in the morning. I do like milk a lot, but, you know, it's a bit milky is a bit like sickly, you know. And then I don't want anything too fattening, like loads of greasy, like a greasy spoon's no good for me, giving me indigestion for the rest of the day. I'm just trying to find a balance of things that will feed me up, give me some energy, make me feel good and, and all the rest of it. So, I mean, I've always thought and found avocados very boring. Avocados taste of nothing. They're the dullest thing out there, really, but they're very good for I, you. Everyone keeps I, have to, I have to disagree with you well, there. Well, you can't just, disagree with the fact that they don't taste of anything because they don't taste of anything. They taste of avocado. Which is like water. It's like you just put a little water. bit of salt. No, it's not. You, what do you put on it? A little bit of? A little bit of salt. Exactly. I put, right. I put a little Couldn't bit of salt on everything. Yeah. But you, the, the avocado really needs it. Needs something. That's for sure. So anyway, I thought it's going to be good for me stomach at least. And I believe everyone tells me it's like a superfood and it's got to eat it and all that jazz. So anyway, I bought some avocados this week. So, uh, so I've been using the xylus <laughs> mandolin, chopping finely red onion and mashing it into the uh, avocado uh, with the salt and pepper as well. So I make myself a mound of that. Then uh, two scrambled eggs made with milk and butter in the so pan. That's quite interesting. So it's so fine, the red onion, that it just sort of mushes into the avocado yeah, and it gives it a bit of flavour. Yeah, I've taken a picture. So if you've got your nice. on the app now, you'll see my breakfast from this morning. Nice. And then three or four rations of smoked streaky bacon. Um, well, you're very particular about smoked. It's got to be smoked, yeah. Um, mm. And it's got to be streaky as well. But not too much fat. Got like, to be streaky. If you're buying you streaky like, bacon... You like, You've got to check when you pick up the packet. There's not too much fat, because you know, like some with some of them, you look like at all bacon. I like a bit of fat, but I don't want like ninety percent of the rasher to be fat, right? I want a, I want like a seventy thirty split. The thing for me but is that fat. with our family, we like to snap our streaky bacon. It's not bacon. You and... you lot essentially eat frazzles <laughs> out of the pan. <laughs> it's not it's not bacon anymore. Once you. <laughs> You have had it. It's just frazzles. When you make me bacon, you lot, I have to go take just take mine out. No, now. Take that mine is out not now. true. I take it out early for you. Well, you do now, yeah, because uh, I had to make some insistence on that. But um, the the rest of it, it's just annihilated. I mean, it's the kind of thing. Okay, you stab it okay, with a fork. This is what this is it where goes, you <laughs> do. This is where you do your thing. Okay, where you belittle and ridicule a thing that my family have done for centuries <laughs> and yeah well it's i'm a, not having it one of the problems of watching too much larry david sadly um so um so uh, that, that it's it's basically a, an avocado mashed up with red onion, two scrambled eggs yeah. and four, three or yeah. four rashes of bacon no bread no bread no bread at all that's just it it's just why not well because the bread bits like all the carbs and rubbish what are they you off carbs? Bad calories. I mean, I'm not a big carb man, you know, like if I just had pasta for my lunch, funnily enough, but like I have more sauce That's than pasta. quite carby. The ratio. Yeah, me too. You know, me different. too. Ratio's got to be right. Yeah. But what I've found after lockdown, all the time I've been locked down, I haven't managed to acquire any Frank's hot buffalo sauce. Um, um, Frank's hot sauce. Now, there's two types of Frank's hot sauce. There's Frank's hot original sauce but there's Frank's hot buffalo sauce. That is the... Is this the secret? I am telling you, the next time you're in Sainsbury's, you have to get me some of this stuff. And, and Frank's hot... Buffalo sauce. It's the buffalo wing. Normally goes on chicken. Buffalo. It's like orange. Like It's like sauce. orange. How does it... What sort of bottle am I looking for? I'm going to show you. What does wait, it look like? Wait. I'm waiting. Oh, it's in a glass bottle. Oh, okay. So it looks a bit like a yeah. Nando's bottle. You know, peri-peri type thing. It's called yeah. uh, Frank's 
wings sauce buffalo. It is absolutely wings. brilliant. So what I do is the is my uh, condiment combinations for this week is like a teaspoon of ketchup, and then you pour the hot sauce over the ketchup. It's a comment. Hang on, condiment. Condiment. Condimentations. Combination. It's a cross. It's a cross between a condiment and a recommendation. Oh. A condor condimentation. But there's two condiments. It's a combination of condiments in a recommendation. It's a combination condimentation. <laughs> Jesus. Um, but it's it's brilliant. So that's my breakfast. You'll see a picture of it on the Ento app now if you have a little look. I've had this now I look four forward mornings. to you cooking me that one day. I absolutely will. I've had it four days in a row, and it's set me up not very nicely. I'm not bored yet. Oh, God. That is amazing that I don't often hear you say that you are enjoying food, so that is good. It is very good. I'm enjoying it at the moment. I have a little glass of orange juice with it and a small, black, strong coffee. Bits or no bits? What does that mean, bits? Oh, bits. I've got to have the bits. Who wants smooth apart from children? If I meet an adult, <laughs> my, they go... My children, my children want bits. Yeah, absolutely. If I meet a grown-up, they go, well, has it got bits in it? Uh, I'll not bother. I think, get out of my friendship group. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't need... Get out of my bubble. Get out of the bubble. If you're not going to just eat orange bits in the drink, just get out of the way. You're, you're obstructing everything. Um, so, yes... Uh, so that's what I would say. And then I was going to talk about something else. But I'm going to save it for next week because it's really good. I'm saving my, um, I've got one other thing to talk about, but I'm saving that for next week. Do you Mark. know, once again, yeah. we started today a bit like, oh, what are we going to talk about? We've got so much to talk about. Yeah, I know. We will never run out of things to talk about. Uh, I'm going to read out a couple of recommendations. Not recommendations. Yes, please. what they call shout outs. I've been plowing through uh, the shout outs. Um, um, and have we got any listener recommendations? Um, because I like writing those at the end of my list. So, first of all, uh, Sarah, which is Earl Grey Girl, who's listened to us quite a lot, she has made a recommendation for the Jacob's Cracker Crisps, uh, sea salt and balsamic vinegar. Jacob's Cracker Crisps from the Earl Grey Girl. Uh, she said, Hello, I just wondered if you'd tried these, they're amazing. Uh, sea salt. And balsamic vinegar. I mean, I like anything with vinegar in it. You'd love that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to get them tonight. Um, and then Lorna Bay. Lorna Bray has just said, oh, she's watched the podcast today. I always have a paper and pen ready and then research whatever it is you suggest. I love the podcast. But she just says, I hope oh. your house move, move went smooth. Oh, it, um, it did. So, yes, it seemed to go very nice. You're very happy, right? It did. I'm so happy. And yeah. then this is Katie Wooten, just saying, sitting on my decking with a cup of tea, listening to your podcast. Definitely want a Megan B bag right now. I mean, a lot of people, yes. oh my God, those handbags. But Megan B were delighted about it. So too. good. They are really nice. They are. Page is so, so nicely good. done. I agree. Instagram. I mean, we need to learn, you and me, we need somebody to make our Instagram page look pretty. Yeah, we could do with uh, some young person a stylist do. yeah um and then a uh, little voice have you heard of little voice yes so this is lindsay mcmahon 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 i mean there you go remedial english what can i say but listen to this listen to this right it said guys it would be cool if you could review this uh, show at some point or tell me what you think of the trailer it's not out until the 10th of july on apple tv but the trailer looks brilliant it's called little voice the reason i like the look of this is that it has some music involvement from my favorite artist sarah barrialis oh barrialis 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 who performs the the theme song sarah wrote that song years ago and wanted it to be her first single but was told by the record company it was never good enough to be a single and asked her to write a pop love song which he wrote a song called Love Song, <laughs> which was released uh, and was a decent hit, containing the lyrics, I'm not going to write you a love song because you asked for one. <laughs> I love it when artists do that. Um, so finally, 14 years later, this song will be released with a new TV show and it looks brilliant. So it would be cool to know what you think. Uh, thank you, Lindsay, for reading that, uh, for sending us that, because we both like Sarah Barrialis. 
and we stumbled across a song of hers, which is the song from Waitress, that I think oh my God. the saddest song you have ever, oh. ever heard. But it's called She Used To Be Mine. And yeah. um, if you're on the Entail app now, uh, you, that will ping up. If you're not, then probably go onto Apple Music or Spotify or, or YouTube or whatever and have a listen to that song with some headphones on and your eyes shut. Get yourself some Kleenex and um, crikey. Believe it's so true. And now I've got you. And you're not what I asked for. If I'm honest, I know I would give it all. sent me that song one day. I did, I finished you up, I'm sorry. I fell over. He did. It he was, was not in a good way. Too, sorry too about that, it's too much. Too yeah. much. I'm and never... you did say it will be indicative of like how I'm feeling when I can actually listen to that song the whole way through without crying. Yeah, I don't, I, I mean, I still can't really. Still haven't done it. No, you know, just reading her name has put like a funny chill through my body that I'm not entirely sure I can probably cope with the rest of the day. Um, and when we can, we need to take your mum, Helen, to see Waitress. waitress. Okay, great. We're, we're doing that. Yes, we are. Um, the minute we can. Yeah, mum, if you're listening, you're going to go and see the waitress. Yes, Helen. <laughs> Bring some Kleenex. Um, so... Uh, yeah, so that's about it. But thanks for the recommendations. Keep sending us messages. Yeah, we love it. Thank I, I, you. We try and read the, uh, all the ones out that we can. Um, but we um, we love that you all listen to it. And um, thanks for all the new reviews and things like that on iTunes. We're very, very grateful. It's nice to see you. You look great in that yellow top. And this whole oh, new thanks. setup. I'm going to take a picture of a grab now. Smile. Oh, nice. Oh, look at that. Start modelling, start modelling, start modelling. Stop, stop modelling. Um... Uh, and the background, the trees and the greenery in the background is a total winner. I mean, I thought my, back, my background was, was good. I'm going to have to up my game a bit on the background. <laughs> you need um, to get some plants. Lots of love, everybody. Love Take you care. all. Take care. We'll speak to you very soon. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.